The morning after ousting McCarthy, Congressman Matt Gates walked a few blocks down from the Capitol to the basement recording studio that belongs to Steve Bannon to claim victory and to rally support from the MAGA movement. Well, first I want to say the posse won and the posse was attacked last night. What they're trying to say is they're afraid of your collective agency. They, they are worried that your ability to act as, um, as a force in American politics can become more important than the big steak dinners and the lobbyist fundraisers and the favors that are traded back and forth. That is the Republican Party that Donald Trump is returning to, one that is mired in dysfunction and anger and chaos and paranoia. And it is clear now that the threat is inside the building. They have breached the Capitol in more ways than one. Running right into Steve Bannon and the New York Times published this about Bannon, quote, Bannon has been stoking the chaos now, gripping the Republican Party, capitalizing on the spectacle to prop up and egg on the GOB rebels. Brennan, irrespective of his legal troubles, Bannon is no D.C. insider. How has he managed to cultivate this kind of influence over the party in power? I think he, like Donald Trump, saw something. There was a strain in the party that, frankly, a lot of us were ignoring for a long time. Look, I, I understand what he's up to quite well. He ran a website called Breitbart um, that seemed to be incredibly preoccupied with the idea of taking out my old boss, Paul Ryan. Every single day they were publishing stories, hit pieces on him, terrible things, and most people didn't see them. Except it was the, you know, the, the this um, section of our party this, in the in the base um, that just get fired up by it. And we've been telling our own voters for a very long time that our leaders are corrupt, that our leaders don't respect them, that our leaders are letting them down, um, and it creates a situation where a Matt Gates can literally take out one of the leaders of the, the Speaker of the House, a constitutional role, can take him out and pay no price. In fact, will be probably more popular, is going to be more popular because of that, because so much groundwork has been laid telling people that your own party leaders are bad people, and they buy it and they believe it, and it allows them to stoke that. He, he saw that there was a frustration, a populism, and anger, and just spoke directly to those people. The rest of the you know mainstream uh, conversation and politics didn't really see it, but he saw it, and he was stoking it for a very long time. Charlie, whether um, this sort of poison runs deeper than just deal-making, the New York Times is out with a piece about how Steve Bannon, in many ways, helped orchestrate the ouster of Kevin McCarthy by effectively poisoning the well, poisoning the posse, uh, which is to say the right wing and the right wing, not just in Congress, but voters and listeners to Steve Bannon's podcast, poisoning them against McCarthy, who he deemed sort of an establishment rhino stooge of the Democratic Party. Um, in other seasons, one might say, who cares what Steve Bannon is doing? But the Times piece points this out, and I'll just read you a short excerpt. In past decades, right wing rebels on Capitol Hill have encountered trouble getting real traction, shunned by lobbyists and big money political action committees, excluded from leadership suites in the Capitol and disregarded by Fox News. But with the help of Mr. Bannon, who streams live for four hours every weekday, Mr. Gates and others don't need to rely on any of that. They can find their money by spewing nonsense on the Bannon airwaves and they have an audience and they have attention and that's all they need. What do you think about that, Charlie? 
Well, that, that, that's exactly right. You know, and Tim's written a whole book about this. Um, you know, the, the water was poisoned a long time ago over the last uh, five or, or six years. You have this uh, vast um, right-wing media ecosystem that thrives on stirring up outrage, convincing the base that, that uh, they need to be angry, that they're being betrayed, that somebody is not being loyal enough, and they keep ratcheting it up. So what Bannon represents is just one aspect of all of this. And, and ultimately, you know, this is a leadership problem, but it's also a followership problem, you know. As as you you know illustrated earlier, there are a lot of people out there in the, the primary electorate um, who uh, have no problem with this kind of chaos and this kind of dysfunction. And Donald Trump feeds on this as well. And that's the problem that the majority of House Republicans have to deal with: is if they want to elect somebody who is not completely crazy, if they want to elect somebody who is not a complete lunatic, they're going to have to deal um, with this. This not just the the eight members of the caucus, but this entire um, media ecosystem, which is devoted to you know passing out the the, the meth of outrage on a regular basis, and and Donald Trump, who will insist um, on this this sort of thing. I mean, Donald Trump, you, you know, like in many ways. I agree with Tim. You know, this is an assertion of dominance, but it really is in many ways the worst nightmare for House Republicans. Mm. And it is <laughs> the fondest wish of Democrats and the Biden campaign to basically Trumpify the entire Republican Party and make it absolutely clear that Donald Trump owns all of this chaos and this dysfunction. Unfolds. It's not a source of shame and indignation. They're either like more of that or what else is new? And so, you know, Jim Jordan as a speaker seems entirely plausible to that group of people. Oh, for sure. I, you know, this is the thing that a lot of folks, you know, I think on the coast miss about what's happening with the Republican Party is, you know, there's that old trope that like a lot of Republicans are like, I like Donald Trump for the policies, except but, but not the tweets. You know, I, I just wish he'd have control over his Twitter feed. Uh, there's a big group of the Republican base, maybe not a majority, but really close to it. 35, 40, 45 percent of the party that's there for the chaos, there for the tweets, there for the cruelty. Like they like this stuff. And so exactly. you might think that, you know, the the fact that the Republican Party can't govern themselves, you know, might make Republican viewers of Fox and viewers of Steve Bannon's podcast embarrassed and upset. But for many of the viewers, they're like, no, good. You know, we want to tear this whole thing down. And so that, you know, b b makes things very challenging for the Republicans who want to do the right thing. I think there's a dwindling number of them, you know, but I think many of them feel uh, really trapped by their own voters. I mean, the idea that Republicans are even floating the name of Donald Trump. Now, keep in mind, you don't have to be a member of Congress to be the Speaker of the House. But Donald Trump, you know, realistically, I thought he was only coming back to Washington, D.C. in March for another one of his trials, of which he has many uh, on the docket. So we're, the chaos that we have seen is sadly just the beginning. Um, and we have, we have to keep focused. We have a very important presidential election ahead of us. You know, we keep telling our students, this is the most important election of your lifetime. But realistically, our Democratic Republican, the larger, you know, construct of American democracy, is literally on the line because we have so many Republicans who, have, as Brendan said, have been consistently eroding at this idea uh -huh. uh, over time. And as you know, with the courts, Melissa, uh, this isn't something that just happened overnight. These are long term plans that they've had. And we're seeing sort of the explosion uh, of them come to fore. Very strong partisans in both parties in the past. Uh, and we had very bitter battles over all kinds of things, gun control and climate change and the economy and taxes. But there wasn't this little tail of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican Party. 
as it is today. Mm -hmm. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members. Friday, 6 October, the year of our Lord, 2023, a formal deprogramming of the cult members. I want to just put a pin in that. We're going to come back to that. We're going to have, uh, in a little while, William Arkin from Newsweek magazine is going to join us with, as Jack Posobiec told me the other day, uh, only in a week where you removed, you, this audience, removed a sitting uh, Speaker of the House, would Arkin's cover story in Newsweek magazine not be the biggest story in the world? We're going to get to that. And that is, by, uh, that is about targeting you, the MAGA extremists, uh, heretofore referred to as working class and middle class American citizens. Pattern recognition. You're, you're agents of chaos. You're destroying institutions. You are um, um, you're, you're, you're sowers of discord, divisiveness. So you've removed you, not Trump, not Stephen K. Bannon, not Matt Gates, not Nancy Mace, Tim Burchett, the Patriots, Corey Mills, the guys that came in and backed the rule, Davidson of Ohio, you. What you're seeing in the last 48, 72 hours, and that's the reason the Newsweek story is so, not just timely, but a blockbuster is uh, the realization, the realization, the uniparty apparatus that runs this nation and its Wall Street uh, paymasters are now in a state of shock that you actually have a say-so and you have political muscle and you will use that muscle and you will use that muscle because you are determined to take your country back and to not let these corrupt uh, incompetent political hacks destroy this republic. Incompetent political hacks of both parties, the uniparty. It's very interesting. The rest of this, when we go throughout the day, uh, Posobiec is going to join me shortly. Natalie Winters, Raheem Kassam. So, so the paper of record, the New York Times, let's talk about this day. Quite important to get this into the, the first segment. I often, you know, I do my Financial Times and New York Times every day. Now, I realize when I mention New York Times, the audience is going, fake news, fake news, don't want to, you know. It's not the point. And your opinion or your thoughts are also not the point. It is the paper of record in the hometown paper of the financial capital of the world and the most powerful, and the most, it's the most powerful paper in the world. If the New York Times was not printed every morning, MSNBC would be a test pattern. They would not know what to do during the day. They, they take their marching orders. Rachel Maddow kind of channels it because she's the architect. She channels the New York Times into, into, the, into the news operation. She's the, she's the Roger Ailes of the progressive left. But the New York Times is, 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 is the power. That's where it all comes from. So today's New York Times, I got my copy here. Um, <clears throat> it's, got, it's got the war room in, in, in the middle. But this is not about McCarthy, and it's certainly not about Bannon. Okay. Do I? Can, I tell you, pull the paper up. Do we have it? And I'll, and I'll just go back and forth with mine. Um, 
That's the center. The reason that's the, the center of the paper, and I'm not sure the editors of the New York Times knew this. This is about you. This is you having a platform that's not a talk show. It's, it's, a, it's a war room. It's a, it's a platform for you to take action, for your agency, as Matt Gates said, to use your human agency, and you just used it. That victory is 1,000% yours. But let's go around. More importantly, this is, it's called pattern recognition. Pattern recognition is one of the things that separate those who kind of understand really what's going on, the signal. You need the pattern recognition versus the noise. So in the pattern recognition, let's just go around the New York Times, the front page. Every story, every major story in the front page of the New York Times today is about you and about what you have accomplished. Let's go clockwise. As you know, always the lead story, what the editors feel is the most important story of the day is always in the above the fold, upper right. GOP resistance to aid in Ukraine expands in House. Litmus test for the right. Turbulence within party highlights split over military policy. When we started saying that we can't escalate in Ukraine, there were two. There was MTG and Matt Gates at the beginning and maybe Thomas Massey. Let's say three. That was on the first day of the war. What, a year and a half later? They're, they're in meltdown right here because of Ukraine. You're Ukraine. You have stopped Ukraine. Go down to the bottom right, clockwise. You see, the, you see the red thing? You see it right there? I've got a box. Can the audience see that? I can't. on my glasses. Okay, fine. Now, listen to this shock. This is a paper record. With rates po- poised to stay high, new fears of soaring U.S. debt. This is an embarrassing story. You've been on this from the beginning. You have warned this beginning. McCarthy's gone because of the debt deal. It's a, it's, a, it's a new revelation to the New York Times. If you read this, it's so childish. You have been, and, back, and they're saying, gosh, all these people now are, are worried because of all the credit cards. New, rates poised to stay high, new fears of soaring U.S. debt. New fears. Is that a new fear for you? This is, the, this is about adults. You are adults. You are adults on Ukraine. You're adults on the national debt and the deficit and the federal spending, of which they only reluctantly get to is the overspending. That's why McCarthy's gone. But the piece de resistance is keep going around clockwise. What do we have right next to the war room thing? Biden, comma, in shift, comma, cracks down on migration. Biden's going to build a wall of what they called you racist about what they called you nativists about, what they called you xenophobes about, and trashed Donald Trump when he came down the escalator on, what, 17 of June of 2015? And now, go around the entire paper. Pattern recognition, let me wait for it. That is you. That is 100% you are driving the politics in this nation, and they hate it. You forced Biden, you have forced Biden to the border to build a wall. You have forced Wall Street to recognize that the debt is destroying this country. And you've said on Ukraine, not over my dead body. Back in a moment. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. 
makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models, and beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skincare, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at publicsq.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner, download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. Uh, the number of Republicans who voted along with Democrats to keep the government open. So there's clearly a common sense, uh, you know, sane uh, part of the Republican caucus in the House. Um, but I think they are intimidated. Uh, they um, oftentimes, you know, say and do things which they know better than to say or do. And it will require us defeating those most extreme measures uh, and the people who promote them in order to try to get to some common ground where people can, again, work together. That's the way it used to be. I mean, we had very strong partisans in both parties in the past, uh, and we had very bitter battles over all kinds of things, gun control and climate change and the economy and taxes. But there wasn't this little tail of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican Party as it is today. Mm -hmm. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something needs to happen. Something needs to happen. Maybe at some point, that's President Clinton talking, maybe at some point um, there needs to be a formal deprogramming. Oh, excuse me. That's right. I, 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 made, I made a slip up there. She didn't actually win in 16, did she? She was the one that was up by 14 points with 100 days ago. That one, that's her. That President Clinton. In, a, in, a, in Supreme Court Justice Merrick Garland. <laughs> Merrick Garland, when you cry yourself to sleep every night, just remember. Uh, so's chaos. I just want to go back to pattern recognition. So's chaos. Get the, can you get the paper back up? So's chaos. And for our podcast and radio audience, Please go to the site. We put the, all the stuff up every day. You've got to actually to get the full flavor here. You just can't listen. You must also see. 
because in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. You're, you're the sowers of chaos. You're the agents of chaos. You're the sowers of chaos. You, the backbone of this country, you're the sowers of chaos. You go around Ukraine. You've said from the beginning, no in Ukraine. A lot of you were maybe sucked up with the Fox neocon, but most of you would know. We can't do that. We shouldn't be over there. It shouldn't escalate. There's chaos in Ukraine of 50,000 dead. You said at the beginning, get them to a negotiating table. The Uniparty, uh, you know, warmonger elite are not going to do this. Who, who's on the side of chaos there? That's not, who's on the side of chaos? Is it you or them? Number two, you're the sowers of chaos. So's chaos. Just remember, so's chaos. Pattern recognition. Let's go to the bottom right. With rates poised to stay high, new fears, uh, new fears of soaring debt. No, 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 no. That would be incorrect. These are old fears, and this audience was the one saying from the beginning must be massive cuts, has to be tax increases for the super wealthy. We cannot go on like this. You got to de- you got de- caught it by deprogramming. You got to deprogram the government. You got to take these programs and shut them down. Now all of a sudden, oh, new fears. So who? Are the sowers of chaos? Would that be you that have said we must stop this? We're prepared to back people say stop it, or the people that got us in here? And all of a sudden, the New York Times wakes up on the morning of Friday, six October, in the year of our Lord, twenty twenty-three. It's a new fear of soaring debt. No, we've added two trillion since the debt deal that you lost. You can't. You can't have a debt crisis. You can't have a debt crisis. You can't. We have a debt crisis. We default every day. Why do you think it's crushing the American people? In fact. If the engine room that got me the uh, rates could do, do that same thing again and make sure I got it up at the top of my feed, I got to go back through the rates, all-time highs, our highs for the last 20 years, 25 years, 30-year mortgage. You can't buy a house. You're not going to be able to buy a car. You want to have a trauma session? Open your credit card bill every month. Look at the APR. No, but, no, no, but you're the sore chaos. Who in that situation has been the sore chaos or stability? I think you. Stability. Them chaos. And lastly, what have you said from the beginning? We've had people in the Darien Gap, Michael Yon, Ben Burkwam, Oscar Blue Ramirez, others, and Vandersteel. Pick them for three years in the Darien Gap saying, here's what's coming. Now Biden, because politically it's overwhelming the Upper West Side, the Upper East Side, the Gold Coast in Chicago. All of a sudden, oh, we're going to build a wall. Who is the sower of chaos? Please help me there. Is it you? They've demanded the, that instead of Ukraine, here, the, let's connect these two dots, New York Times editor. This story on the left and that story, your lead story. The source of chaos, this audience is for the sovereignty of the country, for the territorial integrity of the country, for the self-determination of the American people and the American citizens from the Rio Grande Valley in South Texas all the way up to the fentanyl dumps in the rest of the country because every town's a border town every town a border state who then ladies and gentlemen are the sowers of chaos who's the sowers of chaos here's the reality you are the underpinnings it's burke's little little battalions you're, you're the underpinnings of civic society here and you see, not the managed decline by our elite, which was Hillary Clinton in 16, this is the accelerated collapse of the country. And you have been that rock underneath there, whether it was Ukraine or the debt and the spending or the invasion on the southern border. And you know who tells me that? The New York frickin' Times, the paper of record, the most progressive paper outside the Guardian in the world. 
They put you in the center and the stories around it. So editors of New York Times suck on that. These people are who are saving the country. Saving this nation and the elites in this country are the source of chaos. And you've made more money on the way down than you made on the way up, and that's going to stop. And we don't care if you're dancing around. Oh, it's going to be a government shutdown. It's going to be a government shutdown. Oh, we have a debt ceiling. We have a debt ceiling, debt crisis. You have caused the destruction of this nation. And the American people are not going to tolerate it. And we don't care who we have to turf out to get this thing right. And you know what your reward is for this, ladies and gentlemen? You know what your reward is for stability? Hillary Clinton, in her puffed-up nature, now says the deplorables have to be deprived. What, what FEMA camp are you going to do it? Hey, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but you said a formal process. Can you please develop that reporter? But when you say formal process of deprogramming of the cult members, can you please tell me that? Who, what is it, Hillary? What do you got in mind? Because we got, got, oh, they got the FEMA camps here. And I said, no, 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 that's not, come on, come on, come on, don't go there. Hey, she went there. What do you, what's your idea? What percentage? Who are they? To be formally deprogrammed? And on top of that, I want to go to William Arkin now. Can I get the cover of Newsweek magazine? This is absolutely a stunning article. And I'm going to turn it over to Bill Arkin. Bill, can you walk us through, I mean, I don't even know where to start this incredible exclusive you've gotten about, it looks like targeting of Trump MAGA members before the 2024 by the institutions that we pay for. Can you walk us through, first off, how you got this story and what's the thesis? Well, I first heard from an FBI source that the FBI had created a new subcategory of domestic extremist and that that subcategory was specifically tied to identifying MAGA and Trump supporters as the greatest threat to the United States. I started nosing around this around three months ago and tried to really clarify what the FBI was up to. Of course, officially, the FBI says uh, anti-government and anti-authority extremists apply to both Democrats and Republicans. But the reality is that 90 percent of the FBI's investigations are of Trump supporters. Now, one could argue, as the FBI does, that, well, that's reality, that these are the people who are most driven to violence and law-breaking, and so therefore they are the target. On the other hand, uh, we protect people's First Amendment rights, we, we uh, preserve uh, people's privacies, and so we're only going after people who commit violence or will commit violence uh, and that we're anticipating that there will be violence associated with the 2024 election. And so uh, if Democrats commit violence during the 24 election, if Democrats are prone towards lawbreaking, we'll investigate them too. But right now, the reality is that the FBI, in a typical act that I think really defines how Washington overreacts to things, is solely focused on uh, MAGA and Trump, even though they can't say so publicly. Uh, Bill, we want to hold you through the break for a second, given the um, the gravity of the story. Because this story, Pasovic's going to join me afterwards, and this story directly, I think, relates to the speaker's race. 
Bill, just real quickly, can you give your curriculum vitae? You just give your background as a reporter. This is the first time you've been on the show, and I think people want to know more about you. Can you just give us a minute on who you are and uh, your, your background in journalism? Well, I started in my uh, national security career in the Army in the 1970s, and uh, I've been working uh, on national security matters, uh, mostly on matters of war, but increasingly on questions relating to intelligence ever since. I've I've been a reporter at the New York Times, the Washington Post, the LA Times. Uh, I've been a consultant to NBC for 20 years before I quit in 2019. So I have a long experience in this world of intelligence and uh, feel like I'm writing about something that else is. Bill, we're going to go to break and we're right back. But I noticed you said New York Times, Washington Post. I didn't hear Breitbart. Gateway Pundit, um, Citizens Free Press. You've spent your career working with some of the biggest news organizations in the world? I have. And I've also been attacked by the Breitbarts and the Gateway Pundits and the Hugh Hewitts of the world for years. Um, So I think it's pretty funny that I'm the guy that's willing to uh, criticize Democrat or Republican in the White House. Uh, I'm the guy that's trying to figure out what the government is doing. And uh, when there's a story that doesn't uh, comport with somebody's political backgrounds, they're happy to attack me. Yeah. Bill, Bill, just hang on for one second. We're going to return Jack Posobiec, Bill Arkin. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications, and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Because you are the providers of stability through the nation, and because you will not tolerate the elites, the moneyed elites in this country destroying this nation, you have been targeted. You're agents of chaos, you're sowers of chaos from, from, from Ukraine, from saying no more in Ukraine. Uh, this, the, the debt and the deficit this deficit has to stop. We can't do this. We're burying our children. You're destroying life in this country with these interest rates. 
to the invasion of the southern border, of which they acknowledge, and they're all in their own way trying to trying to drive their own agendas. You're saying, no, we can't do this, and you're the agents of chaos, and every one of those leads to the chaos geopolitically and in capital markets throughout the world. Hillary Clinton says last night right out there, you have to be formally, formally deprogrammed. I just want you to just embrace that, you, for the great crime of standing up for your country and voting and giving money and saying and getting on these gutless uh, representatives up here and saying, stop, we're not going to do this anymore. You've got to be deprogrammed. And, of course, Bill Arkin, who's no uh, right-wing ideologue, uh, a, a, a national security reporter, a national security guy, and now a reporter, been some of the biggest, the paper of record, the New York Times, the political paper of record, the Washington Post, and other mainstream media organizations, writes a blockbuster story in um, in the cover of Newsweek magazine, and it is a blockbuster. And Jack Posobiec, who's got a pretty – Jack Posobiec's very good in something called pattern recognition, said, Steve, this is the most important story out there. So, Bill, here's what I understand, and this is going to get – I'm going to deal with this with Posobiec when he comes on about our speaker's race, and particularly Jim Jordan. Has any of this – your reporting in this report you talk about, has any of this – come up in any, I mean, we have a congressional committee, sir, that's purpose is about the weaponization of the United States government. And the FBI and the DOJ have been the principal targets from judiciary to oversight to, to this weaponization committee. So you have three committees, tons of people. Has anything about what's really going on that you expose in this explosive story come up in any congressional hearing that you've seen? Not really that I'm aware of, Steve. I mean, the truth of the matter is that uh, the FBI and most importantly, Washington uh, has identified Trump and MAGA as the greatest threat of domestic terrorism in the United States. It's just fact. That's what's happened. I asked an FBI guy once who was going on saying to me, uh, the problem of fentanyl in America, the problem of gun violence in America. And uh, I said to him, well, uh, if I look at statements by the White House and by Secretary Mayorkas at Department of Homeland Security or Christopher Wray at the FBI, if I look at their statements, they're saying constantly fentanyl is the biggest threat to America, or they're saying constantly that gun violence is the biggest threat to America. Why are they focusing so much on domestic terrorism? And the answer that the FBI guy gave me was, well, fentanyl... uh, is a threat to America. Uh, Gun violence is a threat to America. Domestic terrorism is a threat to Washington. And that, in a nutshell, sort of explained to me the landscape of domestic terrorism investigations and the work of the FBI today. It's a threat to Washington. And whether the FBI should be involved in uh, regulating or trying to regulate or even investigating uh, free speech in America and political action and political activity in America is a real question. But on the good side, I will say this, that a lot of people in the intelligence community and the FBI said to me that they thought that the uh, title domestic terrorist and, and, and the idea of domestic violent extremists, which is a term that really basically came out of the war against Islam, that that that, that term was no longer adequate and should be abandoned because 
it makes it sound as if the federal government's role is somehow regulating the political landscape. And that's not the federal government's role. So the good news is there's a lot of people in within the government and within the counterterrorism world who say, no, we don't have this right. Uh, we're basically trying to take the 9-11 model uh, and, and apply it to MAGA and the Trump supporters, and that's not right. So to me, uh, there is some uh, small silver lining in, uh, in addressing this question, but really the biggest point that I wanted to bring across in the article was that this is just something that nobody wants to talk about, uh, which is that the federal government sees violence in the 2024 election and sees extremism, as they define it, in the 2024 election and is going to focus on it as a priority over the coming year. And um, nobody is really questioning, including in Congress, whether or not this is uh, what the FBI should be doing or whether or not this is indeed what the American people need. Last thing before I let you go. And uh, for Grace and Captain Bannon, the team here in Denver, I want this article up in all the chat rooms. I want everybody in the chat room to push this article out and share it. And I want you to read it deeply and even take notes. This is a blockbuster. Um, we had the FBI situation about the memo they lied about, about looking at um, the Latin mass Catholic churches, which is the, the hobbits of the hobbits, as breeders of domestic terrorism. And in, in, in in Chris Ray lied about when challenged. Has anybody at all, even outside Congress, has anybody besides yourself um, tried to drill down into the FBI about this, of how active this program actually is? Not as far as I'm aware, Steve. This is sort of the first article that's written on this question, and it both presents the data that shows uh, what the FBI's concentration is in terms of its investigations and its assessments, but at the same time, it raises the broader question of uh, whose responsibility it is for even thinking about this and whether the FBI is the legitimate agency. So to me, uh, this is the opening for a lot more investigation and a lot more. I imagine in the coming days, uh, as this article continues to uh, be read by more and more Americans, uh, the liberal news media will most likely uh, try to come up with the official line that counters uh, what it is that I'm saying. But again, this was a two-month, two three-month investigation in which I talked to people on all sides of the issue and talked to a lot of people inside the government. And uh, I'm pretty confident that, in fact, this is the state of play, uh, that MAGA has been targeted. Um, the FBI will say, well, they're only targeted if they're going to be, uh, uh, if we see that there is some evidence of, of, of violence. Uh, but this is the new FBI. This is the post 9-11 FBI, where they see themselves as having to uh, stop terrorism and stop uh, violent extremism before it happens. And that's a different FBI than the FBI of the past, which is one that investigates lawbreaking that has already occurred and brings it to the courts. This is now the FBI that says, uh, we're going to look at people, individuals who might be prone to violence or might be organizing or might be carrying guns, and we're going to define them as domestic violent extremists and handle them in our counterterrorism program because we want to stop 
uh, violence before it occurs. And it's an interesting paradigm, but it's not necessarily one that comports well with the First Amendment. Um, Bill, what's your social media? How do people uh, find out more about you and where they go, website, books, anything? Uh, I have a Substack uh, that one can also uh, subscribe to, but mostly I write cover stories for Newsweek. And uh, my last story was about the CIA in Ukraine. Uh, This story is about uh, the FBI and its role in domestic violent extremism. Uh, People can follow my writing and uh, look, I'm an old guy, Steve. I I don't write as much as I used to, uh, but I try to keep my finger on the pulse of the intelligence community and write the stories that no one else is writing. Bill Arkin, honored to have you on here. Look forward to having you back. I want everybody to read this story today. I want everybody to be a force multiplier and have every person you know read this story. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Tell you, Newsweek, Newsweek does some great work. Mike Lindell might disagree with me this morning on that, but the, the general do some great work. Jack Posobiec, you, uh, as you often do, give me a heads up. He said, Steve, this is an incredibly important story. Um, I want to so- save those clips. I want to play those for Jack uh, later. Jack, uh, your assessment. Steve, we've reached the stage in a one-party state whereby in the institutions of that state and whether you're talking about the USSR or whether you're talking about communist China under Mao Zedong, of which I've done an entire series on this, people can go read the China Files. They can go watch the China Files. It's out there. <clears throat> We've reached now the stage where the internal organs of the state are now being turned against dissidents. This is what Beria was used for in the People's Commissariat on Internal Affairs, or as more people would know of it, the NKVD. This is also how the Red Guards were later used by Chairman Mao in the Communist Revolution, the Cultural Revolution, after the Communist Revolution in the 1960s. And I want people to go through and look at the series of events that we see here. Biden delivers a series of speeches, not just one speech, a series of speeches on MAGA extremism. Then we get the Newsweek report, Newsweek reports that the FBI has set up this secret task force targeting MAGA. Then Hillary comes out calling for MAGA deprogramming centers to be set up to treat them as cultists. And I want to go in and read the exact phrase that is used. A-G-A-A-V-E. Anti-government. This is the FBI's term specifically for MAGA. Anti-government, anti-authority, violent extremism. Steve, in the Chinese Cultural Revolution, when you see those, those men, those dissidents that are standing in the middle of the courtyards or the soccer fields before they are either executed or tortured in public, they have those signs around their necks and then their name is at the bottom of the sign. But on the top of the sign, do you know what it actually says right there? anti-government extremist, anti-party extremist, anti-revolutionary extremist. So these types of phrases are not new. We're actually found throughout history, specifically the communist history 
that has become the secret communist history because our textbooks don't teach us about this. Uh, they won't even teach about Christopher Columbus to kids anymore in schools. So, of course, they're not going to teach us about the actual history of Mao's China or Stalin's Russia because this is exactly what was done. First, they purged the ranks using the vaccine, using uh, all sorts of features to go through in the early stages of the Biden regime to purge the ranks of the FBI and the military to make sure that only the ideologically compatible uh, members still stayed, or at least the ones who were willing to go along with the new push. Now that they're, they've made sure that the ideological purity of the national security forces is intact, now they can turn those state apparatuses against dissidents. Yeah. That's exactly what we're seeing. This has played uh, out Jack, throughout history. P- please hang on for a second. I mean, this is why Vasovic's so important. Former naval intelligence officer, speaks perfect Mandarin, was stationed uh, in the mainland, understands history in a, deep, a very deep way. Um, this could not get more serious. In the United States of America, think about that for a second. Short break, back in a moment. I am the last person on earth to nag you about your diet. I think you can see I don't always make the healthiest food choices either. But I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't. And you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens every morning. Unlike the others, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs like heart, lungs, kidneys, and immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast. You feel better with more energy, and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Now, let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com. More energy. You'll look better. You'll feel better. And you'll get what the Mayo Clinic says is what you need in fruits and vegetables every day. Fieldofgreens.com. Code Bannon. Take agency. Do it today. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Make sure you go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. When you go there, you'll be able to laugh. Your betters, remember, they read the New York Times every day. They live by the New York Times. When they look at here at the bottom right corner on the front page, with rates poised to stay high, new fears of soaring U.S. debt. Well, it's not a new fear for you because you've been on top of this. Make sure you go to birchgold.com for the end of the slash Bannon for the end of the dollar empire. Now four part series. Make sure you pull the third part out this week in the debt trap. Get up to speed on everything that's going on and ask Philip Patrick and the team about why the Federal Reserve is spending so much time printing money to pay for the elites debacles. Ukraine being one of them uh, while and, and working on a central bank digital currency while the BRICS nation central banks are buying gold at record rates. Ask, ask Philip and the team that. Wait for the answer. 
Jack Basobic, uh, you see the you see the where the stories are cast, but when you actually see the stories themselves, the War Room Posse not only is the driver of change in this country, they are the foundational stability element of this nation, and that's what they've been fighting for. What tell me about in in in, in this theory of totalitarianism and authoritarianism, you have this term called the kulaks, and the kulaks are the are always the top target of the state. Is that what William Arkin, Bill Arkin's article is telling us, sir? So, Steve, during uh, and really under Lenin's Russia, uh, even before Stalin got fully involved and, and early on in, in China, people know, of course, of the Great Leap Forward, um, there's always this group and particularly, actually, farmers are one of the, the top targets of this. But really, when you look at what, the way the U.S. is positioned, we have farmers, but also the middle class in general. These are the people who refuse to go along with collectivization. These are the people who refuse to go along to see their land seized, to see their holdings taken, to the people who refuse to say that I will own nothing and be happy. So there was a process, a campaign that was launched in the 19, 1910s, really 1917 Russia, all the way up to the 1930s, called de-kulakization. And essentially, if you refuse to go along with the revolution, if you refuse to go along with the party, if you refuse to have your lands taken, your cattle, your livestock, your holdings, your gold, your iron, right? that was in, in, uh, in, in the Great Leap Forward, iron was a huge piece. If you refused, now suddenly you're disobeying government orders. Now suddenly you're disobeying lawful edicts, you're disobeying the police, you're disobeying law enforcement. Now you're seized, your land is seized, you're thrown in jail, you're deported, or in some cases, depending on the level of refusal, you are executed. This was decolocization. Uh, people have pegged this number at somewhere between uh, one to five million well, uh, of these. Well, They're considered well, the wealthy well, peasants, well, hang on, the but, wealthy but, but, but hang on. It's also, if you, if you read, remember, the kulaks are not the elite. You're the head peasant. You're like the organized. Yes. It's like your mom and dad, my mom and dad. You know, they're blue collar. So people have to understand. Or, this is middle class. Five kids the middle like, class. Middle class, yeah. The, 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 if you look at Jack Basobic and his lovely wife and the kids, the kids are always dressed. You know, they're the kulaks. They're the organized ones. They're the ones the neighborhood looks up to, right? They target, they knew they had to take these people out. Because the neighborhood, the, the rest of the peasants look up to them as like the squared away, the most squared away peasants. You read Ann Applebaum's book, Red Harvest, in Ukraine, the five million they starved to death. The first thing they did was to go in and take out the kulaks because the kulaks were the organized farmers and they couldn't collectivize until the kulaks were gone. Same in Mao's Red China. The Cultural Revolution, really, they went, to the, they went out to take out the kulaks. The kulaks, in, in fact, the great leap forward. The first thing that goes is the kulaks. Why do they have to go and take out the head peasants, the, the, the squared away peasants, the basically the war room posse? Why is that always what they target, Jack Posobiec? Well, because, Steve, these are the people who not only have something to lose, these are the people who are willing to fight to prevent someone from taking it back from them and who have the means, the ability, uh, and the resources to fight back. Uh, this and and particularly, by the way, these this goes hand in hand with the targeting 
of, as you already said, the targeting of religious leaders. So religious leaders yes. who are leading the kulaks, right? So this becomes your priests. This becomes nuns. Uh, you saw the execute mass execution of nuns that was done in France under the Jacobins, under Robespierre, one of the last mass ex- executions before he was led himself to the guillotine. Uh, this was the exact same thing that you'd see. So the targeting of religious, the targeting of the upper class peasantry. Uh, must be done because they represent the only lines of dissent and only lines of meaningful meaningful retrenchment against total control. You're the final line of defense. When we say Ted Penance, you're you're not wealthy. You're the underpinnings of civic society. You're the stability factor. You're, You're the one people look up to because of the way you're a good householder, because of the way you comport yourself. It's this audience. It's you. I don't care where you are in this country, if you're driving to work, if you're going somewhere, if you're at your home, it's you. All throughout history, they can't have total compliance and total control before you're taken out. From the French Revolution to the Bolsheviks uh, to Mao Zedong, all of it across the board. The head peasants, the squared away peasants, the peasants that are the good householders and the underpinnings of civic society, Burke's. What do they call them? Little, the little divisions? You. Little divisions. L- the little league in, in coaches. Mal, they, the yeah. little divisions. Soccer coaches. Um, soccer moms. Kay. All of it. I need you. You've given, you've given us so much time today, uh, but I've got to hold you, uh, Jack, because we've got to get into the speaker's situation um, because it is pertinent to the topics we've talked about in the first hour of the show. And uh, my question is, when I get back with Jack Posobiec, is how have we, this is about performative versus we don't have time for happy talk anymore. We don't have time for the RNC talking points or the, or the monotonous talking points you get all day long on Fox, on Murdoch, on the Murdoch News uh, Network. We need action, action, action. No more talk. And we're going to get into this whole speaker's race. And my question is, how does a weaponization committee been around for a year in all this? And you get Ray up there and Bill Arkin drops a bomb that MAGA has been specifically targeted with a secret unit at the FBI. And we have to wait to Bill Arkin puts the story in the cover of Newsweek magazine. I thought the whole purpose of having the House was to make sure that this didn't happen, that this was exposed, that people were held accountable. We're in October of 2023. Newsweek magazine has it. Why has the House investigative apparatus that we were told the other day when they defended McCarthy, how magnificent they have and done and what all the great things they've done? We're going to drill down it with Jack Posobiec next in the war room. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. 
You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.